Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include fantasy violence, including the use of firearms, adult language, mature themes, gore, and the sound of multiple gunshots throughout the episode. When entering the vast, burning wastes of District 3, remember these rules. The sun is unforgiving. Cover your skin and shield your eyes. If the sands move beneath your feet, move quickly. The giant worms are on the hunt. Keep your distance from those with legacy, for they are cursed and it spreads. But most importantly of all, do not Disobey the Twelve. By the order of the Twelve, you are under arrest. This is the Feywild West. Let's be legendary. Talia. What? That night, your dreams are chaotic. You're charging through the streets. Brown. Where is Brown? Charging through the streets of Air Pike. And then if you pass a building, it's Kalkanar and Breakpeak. And as you run, you know you're getting closer. You can smell the burning buildings and hear the screams. You run towards them. And suddenly you are in your village. Buildings blazing like bonfires. As Brown stands in the center of it all, silhouetted by the flames but you can still see his grin. As he raises the gun and fires, the noise wakes you up. <laughs> was that an actual noise or was it dream noise? After taking a moment, it's a dream. The house is quiet. You are so close. What time is it? It's probably two in the morning. Uh, is Adrian still sleeping with us? She is. Did I wake her up? No. I get out of bed and I check on Jareth. Okay. Uh, he's in bed sleeping. Fell asleep reading some books that are strewn by the side of this bed. I'm guessing sleep is not going to come back easily. So. You're still tired as the adrenaline wears off. 
I'm going to try to go back to sleep then. Okay. So when you come back to bed, both Adrian and Celine have managed to spread out. <laughs> spread eagle. Yeah, just taking up like the entire bed. Moves them slightly over, mm-hmm. crawls back in. Mm-hmm. You get back to bed and eventually do fall asleep. (sighs) The next day. Talia is like a drill sergeant in the morning, which is like everybody get the fuck up at like 5 a.m. sort of thing (laughs) and eat something because we're going to have a really busy day and she wants to get there really fucking early. And Renal and Celine have to be like, you need to chill. Yeah. You know that he said he's not going to be there till noon, right? I want to scout the place out. I want to make sure we know every location in and out. You know that it's not going to take six hours, right? It might. We don't know that. So you want us just standing around in a street for six hours? What if they're early? Don't they get there early? What if we missed them? What if he was lying? He wasn't lying. He couldn't. He couldn't lie if we miss them. I'm sure he'll get back in touch with us and say, hey, you missed us. Why noon? Okay. All right. All right. All right. I understand. Um, Will, would you please get off the table? No. (laughs) I like it up here. Okay. Look, we'll still go out there by 10 at at the very latest. I agree. Scouting it out is a good idea. Scouting it out at 7 in the goddamn morning is a little excessive. In fact, we'll go at 10, Sergi. How about that? 10. Okay, 10. In the meantime, eat your breakfast. Fine. She's a mess. Yeah. She's oh, a- yeah. She's a little bit better when they get out there, and it's something for her to do, because mm-hmm. before that, it was waiting around. Yeah. And she was not having it. She was... Do you want to go into the realm of pale shadows and speed up time? No. It could be ten now. You can do that? I can do that, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, of course. Yes. Yes, do that. Okay, open up a door to the realm of pale shadows. Okay. Renal, do you want to come too, or do you want to relax? I'm gonna relax, thank you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back. Oh, Renal, it's just like, now nah, y'all go, go. Step inside, and I speed up time, so it's now 10 a.m., on the material plane. Yeah, you do that. You're welcome. You're the best wife ever. I uh, love you. I know, I love you too. I give her a massive kiss. Mm. And then we head out yeah. immediately. Go, 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 go. So you head out and it's a weekday. So it, everybody's going to and fro from their jobs. People hauling goods to markets, taking loads to the various ports. But you make your way down towards not towards the docks, but towards the beach, which is relatively in the same direction, but you notice that this area is a lot nicer than towards the docks. So we went the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> we were looking for the sleazy parts of town. Because he's so sleazy. Yeah, and not remembering that he's probably throwing around money. Yeah, whoops. I thought he'd be out of it by now. I didn't know he had a brother that's loaded. Yeah. So Didn't be lazy to finance you. Yeah. Reluctant, as he may be. <sighs> All right, so we're near the beach. Yes. Then Moss was still alive. How old is she? Ancient. Maybe she's also mechanical. <laughs> Otto's got him in his house. Yeah. No, she's definitely, like, in her 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she's wizened. So... 
you see several large, loud signs in the area declaring specialty goods and foods, lots of fancy decoration. There's also this thoroughfare that leads straight from the docks through here and up towards the airship docks. Okay. A lot of tourists end up coming through this section of town. Right. This area is extremely crowded. People off of ships, people off of airships. It's also a, a like open air market kind of area. So a lot of people hawking wares, people calling for people on the street to come in to sample some certain dishes. It's, very loud, very noisy. And towards towards the end of this street, before it like tees off into either going towards the docks or into more expensive shops and resorts, there sits the Blue Beach Resort. Which is where we were supposed to be around for them, right? Correct. They Main Street, yeah? Yep. Yeah. And this is Main Street. And the Blue Beach Resort sits right at the end of it. And it's this large complex with several signs advertising Blue Sands. Blue Sands? Blue Sands? I said sand is supposed to be brown. Uh, don't know. Maybe it's sick. Maybe. It's cold. Yeah, there you go. Cold sand. Ooh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that sounds awful. Actually, no, that sounds great in the heat. I mean, yeah, but still, it sounds like... <laughs> I wouldn't advertise like that, but whatever. As you are looking around at all this, you hear the chiming of the clock tower striking the half hour as it hits 10.30. And it's large clock tower overlooking the market. It's actually right at the corner of the T section, so it kind of, it's observable from both this part of the street and the continuation past the Blue Beach Resort. How crowded is it, did you say? There's a lot of people going back and forth, but it's more crowded on the sides of the street. There's still people in the middle of the street, too, but less. Go ahead and give me uh, first some investigation checks. 16, 18. Okay. With the crowd around, it would be kind of easy for someone to disappear mm-hmm. into the crowd. I'm going to send Cortez up to take a really good look from the air. Okay. Go ahead and give me a perception check from Cortez's point of view then. If it's easy for somebody to disappear, it means we can hide pretty easily, right? That is true. 23. 23, okay. You get a good look. He actually flies up to on top of the clock tower <laughs> and looks down observing everything and from the clock tower Cortez can see that the extension that goes off past the Blue Beach Resort eventually ends in a cul-de-sac of shops that sort of just bounces people back in the other direction either back towards the other shops or back to the various ports. I believe all of this. There are a lot of places to disappear into the crowd. However, there are also a lot of witnesses. So if someone were to go running off, there are lots of people who could be like, oh, the person that was just mad dashing through here. Yeah, they went that way. Right. 
It's a very public place. What are you thinking? I'm just confused as to why Hawthorne would want this to happen in a very public place. The sick pleasure of embarrassing his brother? I guess that's as good an answer as any. You spend some time just checking ins and outs, getting a lay of the land, the back alleys, and a general sense of the place. And those checks were pretty good. So you get a pretty good sense of if he's running in a certain direction, where he might go to try and escape. Right. Hey, it's okay. I'll cover your shoulder. They're very tense. I know. And I've got, I've got like tiny little lands, but men, they're strong. Yeah. Just, we're so close. <laughs> go ahead and give me perception checks again. Uh, you can do this from Cortez if you want. Not 20. Oh. Uh, she's better. <laughs> so, Celine, you are the first to spot them as Hawthorne walks in with his heavy limp and the hiss whirring of his mechanical leg. I switched to Nightspeak. Look what the Osman dragged in. You hear his voice before you see him, Talia. Uh, the last time you heard Leroy Brown was in the courtroom, describing with a self-righteous callousness the attack on your community. Now, however, he's simply complaining about the crowd and hopes that this isn't a waste of time. It doesn't take too long before you can see him walking beside his brother. Side by side, the resemblance isn't any more clear to you, especially since Brown looks a lot different now than when he did the last time you saw him. He's traded his fancy tailored suits for something much closer to a common laborer. The balding on his head is far more pronounced as well as the gray in patches, most notable on the beard that he's been attempting to grow. He looks older, thinner, lines of stress are carving themselves into his face and that winning smile of his has been reduced to a scowl. Where are they in from where the three of us are? So they actually come from what would be the road that goes into the cul-de-sac of shops. They're coming from that direction, indicating that maybe Brown was staying at one of the several inns along the thoroughfare. Got it. And there's no break in the crowd. There's no break in the crowd. I look around at all the people everywhere, still in night speak. I don't think there's a way to do this quietly. As you look at Talia, her eyes have laser focused on Brown, and she gets a very, very nasty grin. Good. I put my hand on your arm. Go with the blessings of the Undertaker. And I cast bless on you. Talia just starts walking towards them. Okay. Okay, I don't try to stop her. I'm going to kind of I do my best to slip into the crowd. Okay. But keeping an eye on Talia. What's Renal doing? Renal is hanging back with Celine, also kind of blending into the crowd, keeping an eye out. Celine, actually, go ahead and give me. I'm going to say give me a stealth check. 15. Okay. Yeah, you managed to surreptitiously just slip into the crowd, pretending to look at some wares while also keeping an eye on what's going on. Talia, you walk towards them. 
Brown's back is to you right now, and you can hear him saying something to Hawthorne. And as you get closer, it's like, now where's this person you said we'd be mean? I stop about 25 feet away from him. I elbow Renal in the ribs. This is going to be good. And then I message Brown. Hey, Vanassi. You missed one. He immediately freezes. Brown! She screams behind him. He whirls around. No. My coat's billowing shadow. Just this utter look of shock, fear, as he takes a step back, bumping into Hawthorne, who just stands there. You thought you could run from me? I am one of the best bounty hunters in District 1. You can't fucking run from me. As you step forward shouting this, people look and start moving away from you as they can tell someone's angry. He finds some ounce of bravado and shouts back, You fucking dog, I'm not going anywhere with you. Oh, you're not only coming back with me, I'm dragging you back in pieces if I have to. Now be a good little boy and come here. She takes a step forward. Celine, give me a perception check really quick. 24. As Tally is approaching him, Leroy pushes himself off of Hawthorne and is trying to project courage, but you see his eyes shoot around to the crowd. Following his gaze, you see other people who, I mean, well, most everyone's looking. There are also people who look like they're trying not to look like they're looking. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would too. These specific people have 40 second armbands. Oh shit, how many? Two of them. I know. What? I know to one of them. There? I know to the other one. There. Shit. Alright, I got that one. I got the other one. I'm going to make my way quickly, but also quietly, because I'm trying not to draw attention to myself. Not that it. Not that most people are going to keep yeah. their, take their eyes off of the big shouting lady and the scared shouting man. I'll say roll stealth at advantage. 19. 19, okay. Yeah, yeah, very good. You managed to get over and close. I'm going to get behind him. Okay, yeah. Is he wearing armor that I can see? He's wearing, like, leather armor oh, on, under a duster. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Talia and Leroy just are shouting back and forth at each other. I'm gonna finish what I started 20 fucking years ago. You don't have the balls to finish anything. I'll have you gutted like the rest of your disgusting kind. Fire! I've been keeping an eye on this guy. Mm -hmm. Do I see him go for a weapon? Oh yeah. At fire, you see him 
give up all pretense of pretending to look at the flowery vase that he was looking at. He drops it and goes for his gun. Can I make a dexterity check to see if I can beat him to it? Yes, he has a pretty high dex, but... As soon as the vase drops, I cast Old Person. Okay. 17. He got a three on the die. I don't think he has a plus 14 to wisdom. So... (laughs) He freezes in mid-drawing motion. And at the same time, there's screaming from the other side of the street as Renal lops the other gunman's hand off. The one that had the gun in it? Yeah, the one that had the gun in it. There are screams on all sides of the street as people run away, leaving both of you visible to Brown as he looks between the two of you at what's happening to his men, just standing there frozen. Renal walks in front of the man who is on his knees holding his hand and just with a quick motion takes off his hat. I am walking up to the one that I have cast old person on mm-hmm. and I'm looking at Brown. Mm-hmm. I smile. And then I take out my rapier and I run his man through. Okay. Yeah, I'm not even going to require an attack roll. This guy has like maybe 20 hit points. And I make sure it's right Susie out. Yeah. Talia had turned to like see what the commotion was and then turns back to Brown Pull my sword out of the man. Drop old person. Mm-hmm. And falls to the ground. Dead? Yeah. Good. I turn to Talia. Sorry about that. I say, wiping the blood off my sword with some linen. Not at all, darling. Please continue. And I turn back to Brown and give him the most evil smile I could come up with. And my eyes start to glow. He stands stock still for exactly 1.5 seconds before turning to Bolt. Instead, bumping headfirst into the barrel of Hawthorne's gun. Uh, Fucker came through. Hawthorne, the fuck are you doing? You had months to leave, Leroy. But like usual, you dragged your ass and tried to pull your tricks in my name. It's too late now. Leroy takes several steps back, pulls out a very familiar looking gun and first points it at Hawthorne and then towards you and then back at Hawthorne, seemingly not able to make up his mind. No, you're not gonna bring me in. And brother, I know you, you're not gonna fucking shoot me. I might. brings his gun over to you. Not if I shoot you first. <laughs> Talia starts like laughing, like straight up laughing. I use summer theory to make Talia's laugh echo around. Not only am I a better shot than you will ever be, I'm a lot faster too. Are you challenging my dear brother to a duel? He ain't got the balls to accept a duel. What? No. See? He focuses attention back towards you. Shut the fuck up. Tell you what, brother. Win the duel, and I'll let you run. Try and run now, and I'll break my promise. 
That's a sweet deal, Leroy. Fine. He just has this look of barely contained panic. It's a duel, then. From the clock tower, Cortez starts calling. Talia maneuvers herself so she's a little more in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. Brown steps and centers himself as well. A brief aside from the DM as to the nature of this duel. Guns are deadly. As we've experienced, gunfights is a lot of back and forth, a lot of taking cover, a lot of dodging. So the damage from such weapons is mitigated by either what armor you're wearing or your attempt to get away and the bullet not hitting as vitally as it could. Mm -hmm. In this circumstance, in this duel, there is no dodging. These are two people aiming two deadly weapons at each other in a contest of speed. Doesn't matter how many hit points you have. As I measure hit points is not just a signifier of your vitality, but also of your skill at avoiding damage. In this circumstance, whoever loses this draw will immediately be reduced to zero hit points and two failed death saves, meaning it is a roll of the dice whether or not they will live beyond this fight. Now, you and I are going to roll. Despite his overall sliminess, Leroy is actually a decent gun hand. His weapon is also a fine quality and is magical. Has a plus two to hit, which isn't Grave Silence's plus three. But with his dexterity and proficiency, he is rolling at a total of plus 10. I'm still rolling with a plus 12. You are. And because I'm a good person, I did not activate my coat to do its full blur mm. effect. Mm -hmm. You also have bless, so you have a d4, I think two as an attack roll or a damage roll? Attack roll or saving throw. Sweet. Brown hasn't put away his gun, he is still holding it at his side. I haven't summoned mine yet. The sun is high in the sky. Brown wipes sweat off of his face as he stands there waiting. And then the clock tower strikes noon. What do you roll? What do you roll first? 29. A natural two. So 12. I aim for his gun hand. As I lift my arm up at high noon, grave silence summoning into my hand, I aim directly at his gun. 
you fire so much faster than him that your bullet reaches his gun as his hammer is falling. It hits down the barrel of his gun, rupturing it as the two bullets collide in the chamber and explode. Brown doubles over in pain, grasping his hand that, you know, a gun just exploded in. You know, Talia can actually shoot four times. Can I get two other shots off? Yeah, sure. (laughs) I just want two, two more shots. Oh, okay. One, two, both his kneecaps. You don't even have to do two. On your gunslinger instinct, you just flick out your gun, bouncing a shot off of uh, stone masonry to get an angle that takes out both of his knees in a single shot. Sick. I am so good. (laughs) I'm so toned on. (laughs) As now he goes to the ground, falls onto his side, writhing in pain. At this point, the crowd has largely dispersed as they have just kind of continued to run away. Yeah, well... He just looks up at you and feebly tries to reach out for the handle of the gun that's in complete ruin. The gun is in complete ruin, but he still, like, tries to reach out for it. Can I knock him out or something? Go, Yeah, go ahead and give me an attack roll. 19 plus 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. You just club him over the head with Death Whisper, and he goes out. It's enough of that. I come up to you. Good job. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Do you need me to heal him? Mm, maybe in a minute. What's also I'm doing? He's just standing there, leaning on his cane, looking amused that Leroy isn't dead. I thought you were going to kill him. If it's all the same to you, we'll just take him all the same. Oh, he's gonna die. As long as he is out of my district. I don't care, honestly. So she goes down and searches him. Takes off any iron that she finds. Okay. Do I need to roll anything? Yeah, give me an investigation check. Also, the Nazi rebellion. 16? Okay. Interesting thing. You search him, and actually there's not a whole lot of iron on him. A lot of his buttons are silver. Uh, (laughs) Wow. He does have a single, like, iron spike uh, in a pouch. Wow. uh, And a a dagger. Um, Toss that. Toss that. Yeah, most of his stuff is, like, the metal that he's wearing is, like, silver and gold or brass uh, that's gold-plated. Wow. (laughs) Wow, classy motherfucker. You do find the Venasi medallion. I take that. You actually don't find it on him. Like, he's not wearing it. It's in a pouch. 
All right, once I have that and make sure he's not wearing any iron, any part of him that has silver, I take it off. Okay. His belt also goes then. Yep, nope, just drop it in the street. Fuck yep. it. He won't need it. He <laughs> won't, no. <laughs> and uh, I throw him over my shoulder. <sighs> well, it has been a pleasure. Awesome. Likewise, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, I would go ahead and get on out of here as I paid the authorities to stay away for about an hour, but I doubt that's going to hold once the reports of gunfire get out. Ready to go home? More than ready. If you would be so kind, Selim. I'll go to one of the shop doors and open up a door to Realm of Pale Shadows. Okay. Can you bring him into the Feywild? Ronald, come on. She was searching through, like, the 42nd member that she had cut down and it's like, doesn't have anything. And just drops the body to the ground and comes. And comes Did she, like, door. pick him up and, like, shake him? <laughs> kind of. She was just, like, picking him up, looking through his clothing and just, like, fucking nothing. And just comes through the door. You cross into the Feywild and close the door behind you, leaving behind Break Peak. And stepping into the cool shade of pale shadows. <sighs> oh, that's much nicer. Right. So I, what do we do with this? Well, I drop him for one. Oh! He wakes up, takes in a breath, and just starts screaming. Oh, God. As he is shot in both knees, and his hand is kind of mangled. Yeah. Gods, what a terrible racket. I'm going to heal him. Can you heal him, like, slowly? No, because if I heal him slowly, he'll shut up slowly. Ah, uh, that's true. <sighs> Blinks and then wildly opens both as he focuses on what's around him. Welcome to the Realm of Pale Shadows. I am your host, the Lady of the Silken Weave. So he immediately, like, tries reaching for his pouches, which are gone. I summon some spiders just to be in the trees. He gets very still, like, panic still. Oh, don't worry. They can smell you. No sudden movements. Yes, we wouldn't want that. They have a much easier time hunting things that stay still. I'm the fey one. Good job. I didn't even say that. Yeah, weren't you guys guarding a crystal that was, uh, you know, holding this place back? Oh, so you mean the one we smashed? It was broken anyway. Yeah. You have no idea what you've done. No, you have no idea what I've done. Madness and chaos and the end of humanity. Ooh, tell me more. Like, you give a shit about humanity. Honey. You say that, he looks at you, stands up and moves faster than you've seen him move, Talia. And he grabs you by, like, the coat, Mm -hmm. by the coat collar, gets in your face. I will die to preserve natural order. Talia just slowly smiles. Looking for this. And I'll dip his medallion. He slowly turns to look at it. And then looks back at Talia. 
I toss it up into the trees. One of the spiders catch it. Go ahead. Go get it. He stumbles back a couple steps from you, Talia. Yeah. Did he just try to kill you, Defender? No. Kind of looks like that. That is an incredibly rude thing for a guest to do. And you are my guest, are you not? Reginald? Yes, Your Majesty. Brown jumps like three feet into the air. What do we do with guests who are rude to their hosts? Well, you have several options, Your Majesty. Tell me all of them in Uh. great detail. Well, of course, we can hold a trial if there is um, some possible defense for the for the rudeness uh, yeah, there too long we could forego a trial and simply behead him hang him feed him to the spiders feed him to all sorts of creatures that we have here in your realm your majesty mm, too quick could bury him up to his neck and then let the insects in the ground slowly eat his body over time, using your magic to preserve his life and keep him alive during the process. We are getting warm out. Tally is slowly walking up to Brown, that grin on her face. Now, suppose someone was in my realm who had refused my hospitality. Well, then, Your Majesty, you may do whatever you would like. Whatever I would like. I would like a great many things. What an interesting proposition. You can't. You can't do this. You can't fucking do this to me. Oh, Leroy. I already have. I message Celine. Get us to Airpike. Open a door back to Airpike. Okay. You open a door. I open it up into the constable station in Airpike. And I mean, like, when I say constable station, I mean, like, the front lobby. Okay. Talia grabs Brown by the throat, and as soon as the door is open, Mm -hmm. she literally picks him up and slams him down into the lobby floor. Hmm. I turn to Reginald Kildomarge. I guess he's going to face material plane justice. Hmm. Such a shame. Indeed. I follow. You want to come with, Renala, you or do you want to hang out here and play chess with my bunnies? Oh, no, I'll, I'll come with. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you all step through the door. The constable station sees the front door open and the Reaper slam Leroy Brown into the paving stones of the front lobby. He tries to crawl away, getting up onto his knees, looking around, just dazed from having his bell rung by the floor. Ugh, you can't do this to me. He looks up at where he is. Talia puts her gun to the back of his head, looks up at the receptionist, and her face has gone stony. I'd like to speak to the chief constable. Not looking away from kind of like pats at the desk, eventually finding the button, buzz. Chief Constable Crammon, um, you're needed down in the lobby. The Reaper's here. There's just silence, nobody moving, until you hear the footsteps on stone 
of Chief Constable Sarah Kremen. She comes out into the lobby, slows for only half a second when she sees you, and then continues forward. Mrs. Argent Gray. Chief Constable, would you be so kind as to read me the wanted poster for Leroy Brown? And she turns to the receptionist and holds out her hand, and the receptionist, after a moment of scrabbling through papers, hands over a wanted poster. And Sarah reads out, Wanted, Leroy Brown, for the crimes of murder, theft, fraud, genocide, and conspiracy in District 1. And she looks up and meets your gaze, dead or alive. Talia pulls the trigger. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Fey Wild West presented by Let's Be Legendary Podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review, or maybe send a tweet about today's episode. Every little bit helps. Speaking of social media, you can find the links to all of ours at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or in the show notes. If you're into community, we've built a pretty awesome one on Discord. You can find a link to that too in the show notes and on our website. If you want to go a step further, consider supporting us on Patreon. All episodes get posted there early, as well as extra series to follow, like Bonus Round and The Shadow of Ravenloft. Link is also in show notes and website. Talia Argent Gray is played by Chris Sass Council. Celine Argent Gray is played by Megzi Sass Council. The Queen of Night and Magic is Jess Richards, and our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Audio producer and writer is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Lead writer, editor, and audio producer is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Art director, assistant audio mixer, social media, and community management is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. And executive producer, creative director, audio mixer, social media, and community manager is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Emrit S. Brar, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.